Hello, Expression audience, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Carolyn. Today in the studio, I have another command performance with my very dear friend, the wonderful, superb, funny, marvelous, (laughs) blunt, frank, Miss Miss and Dr. Laura Wyant. Welcome. Well, thank you. It is so good to be here today. Thank you for that amazing introduction. I feel like I need a uh, sound, what do you call them? A soundboard. Uh, Yes, to do. Yay! Yay! (laughs) So welcome. We've had you on before, and Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's saying something when (laughs) you're that good that you come back again. And I know from our friendship that there will be more visits to come, and I look forward to them. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. So today, uh, you kind of felt led to do what we're about to do today. I did. You want to tell us about it? I did. I absolutely did. I want to tell you my story. Okay. Um, And it's it's a long story, so I hope we can get it all in. Okay. It's the story about my education, and that may sound boring, but it's really not boring. Well, it starts way back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> really, way back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, and I was a sophomore in in high school. And you know, when you're a sophomore in high school, the first thing that they do is they have to decide what you're going to do when you're a junior and senior because yes. you got to either go college prep or you got to go. Back then, you had to go business or vocational school, or and I think there's still some of that going on in our school systems. So. Um, I was a poor little girl, and we were dirt poor back then. There were six kids in my family, and my dad sold fruits and vegetables for a living, so there wasn't much money going around. And my dad graduated eighth grade, and my mom graduated sixth grade. Wow. So there wasn't much education in my house. Uh-huh. And my mom would pray at night, and she would really pray, Lord. She was a prayer, and she would just pray that I'd finish high school. That was her big goal in life, that I would finish high school and be able to get a job in an office so I didn't have to work like she did. Aww. And so I was a sophomore in high school, and I can remember this guidance counselor calling me into the office, you know, and he sat behind this nice big desk, and that was impressive to me. Tell me, where was this? Huntington East High. It was Huntington. Huntington East High. Okay. And he had a tie on, so that was impressive to me, too. Uh And he told me he had a folder there, you know, and he opened up the folder, and he said, well... Doesn't look like your college material, so I think you better go to vocational school. He did not. He most certainly did. And, you know, I believed that because, I mean, he had a tie on. (laughs) Who was I to argue with that? Oh, y'all, just wait. Just wait till you hear what's going on. And my mom, you know, she had a sixth grade education, and my dad had an eighth grade education, and so there was not much expected of me. Wow. And so I believed him. So I went to the vocational school and I majored in secretarial science and I learned to type and I learned to take shorthand and I was very good at it. I was very good. And when I graduated high school, I got a job at Marshall in the psych department and I was set. I mean, that was the pinnacle for my mom Yeah, that I graduated high school, first of all, Uh because she had been praying. Uh And um, second of all, that I got a job in an office. Man, I had made it. And I really thought I had. Uh And I worked there for a couple years, and I kept watching these people come by my office and by my desk. And I thought, you know what? I'm not any, they're not any smarter than I am. You know, I'm like, wow. They're just not, you know. Good for you. So finally, I decided I'd take a class. 
because Marshall paid for you to take a class. Yes. So I took a class, and, and I did pretty good in that class. So then I took another class, and I did pretty good in that class. And I thought, this might not be so bad. And by then, I'm married to my, my husband, because we got married when I was just a baby. Um, and so I started taking classes, and I took some more classes and more classes. And, and I finally ended up, it took me like seven years to get a degree, but I did get a degree from Marshall. Still, and it was paid for. And it was paid for. Good for you. Uh, most of it was paid for, but yeah, and I paid for what I did. So anyway, got what my was degree. This degree? It was in education. Okay. I got my teaching degree, and I went to public schools to teach, and I taught at the vocational school in Lawrence County, Ohio. Okay. Lord, this was like... Big time. Oh, my gosh. Yes. This was big time. Yes. Nobody in my family had ever graduated from college. Wow. I mean, this was like, you, you pioneered know, the path. Wow. Can mm-hmm. you imagine that? This was a woman who had prayed that I graduate from high school. That was it. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. My brother had, he was older than me. He'd gone off to, um, he joined the Air Force, so he hadn't gone to college. So this was like amazing mm. for her and me, because yes. you have to remember, I was the kid that went to the vocational school. And hadn't had college prep, Mm -hmm. hadn't had college English, hadn't had algebra, didn't do any of those courses in high school to Mm. get me ready to go to college. Right. So going to college and getting through was wow. Yes. And I did pretty good. Mm -hmm. I didn't graduate with honors or anything, but I did pretty good. Did you have kids during this experience? Of course I did. So you worked full time, you raised a family. I worked full time and I had my son Uh while I was an undergraduate. Okay. Yeah, had my son while I was an undergraduate. Um, That's a lot. Got my job at the vocational school and went over there to teach. And I taught there for nine years. And towards the end of that nine years of teaching, and I loved teaching at the vocational school. I loved high school. Kids were great. I enjoyed it. Um, The professor at Marshall called me up one day and he said, our teacher, our our educator at Marshall has resigned. And we need somebody to take over her classes it was in the middle of the semester so they were really in a bind Mm -hmm. and he said would you mind coming over and and maybe taking her classes over in the evening what a privilege that's favor and i thought well maybe i could do that i could teach during the day at the vocational school and i could teach a couple night classes at night i might be able to do that now i had started taking some night classes myself in my master's program so I was taking some classes, teaching during the day. Maybe I could pick up a couple of night classes to teach. In the meantime, I'd have my kids. It was a lot to carry, but I, I might be able to do that. My goodness. In the whole time I'm doing all this, I'm thinking, I just don't know whether I can do this. Because, again, this is the little girl that the guy said, you're not college You're material. not college material. Oh, I'd like to talk so, to him. Yeah, I kind of wanted to do that mm-hmm. throughout my, you know, I kind of wanted career. to go back and see him again, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. I never did. Mm-hmm. So I decided I'd go ahead and teach the classes, and they were kind of fun to teach. And so then the next semester came around, and he asked me, you know, could you teach another semester for us? We're kind of in a bind here, so I did. And then at toward the end of that semester, he had asked me if I would consider going full-time at Marshall. Well, now, if I went full-time at Marshall, it meant I had to give up my class, my uh, full-time teaching at the vocational school, and I had been there nine years, which means I was vested over there uh-huh. with my retirement and everything, and I really liked it. You were vested at? The vocational school. Okay. Wow. And I had a master, and I was getting close to having my master's degree, so I thought, 
mm, well, now I don't know if I want to do that. You know, I really, I mean, I like going to the university. Teaching at the university was fun, too. Mm-hmm. And it was ve- definitely more prestigious than teaching at the high school. But I liked the high school. <laughs> and I had started that program from scratch. That program had not existed before I went there. Oh, my goodness, Laura. So that was kind of fun. Hmm. And I was having success there, and I liked the students. And then if I went to the college, I would have to get a Ph.D. Now, nowhere in the back of my mind had I ever thought about a Ph.D. I bet. Ever mm-hmm. in my—never had I thought about a master's. Never had I thought about a bachelor's. Uh-huh. So where in the world was I thinking? Uh-huh. What was going on in my mind? Uh-huh. So I'm driving to school, and I'm talking to the Lord every day as I'm driving out to the vocational school, and I'm saying, God, what do you want me to do? We would have these conversations. We would have these big conversations. I love it. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And I just wasn't getting any any feedback. feedback. I wasn't getting any answers. I wasn't getting any answers. I was getting very, very frustrated. So on my way to uh, work one morning, this was uh, second semester, and I'm I'm teaching, and I'm finishing up my master's degree. At Marshall, and um, that's the semester when I'm going to graduate, which I never thought I'd get my master's degree, but I got my master's degree in vocational education with my supervisor's and my principal's endorsement, and um, I'm driving out that morning, and I'm a big picture person. I don't like small details. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Don't get me in the muck. I don't like the details. Mm-hmm. Somebody else can deal with that. I want the big picture. Mm-hmm. I'm driving out to school that morning, and I'm saying, "Now, Lord, you have got to give me some sort of sign. <laughs> I have got to know what you want me to do." Yes, I've got to know. Yes. Um. So just I'm, I'm like, the, and I'm talking to him like this. I'm like the donkey. You've got to hit me between the head with a with a two by four or something. I'm with. Put you. it on a billboard. Tell me yes. what you want me to do. Yeah, with flashing lights. Because I've got to make a decision here soon. Yes. So I get to the vocational school, and I'm there about 15 or 20 minutes before class starts, because I like to be a little bit early. So I go in, and I've got 15 million things to do before school starts. And we have an emergency faculty meeting. So I go in, and we're all, all the teachers are there. and We're waiting for the supervisor to come in. And she comes in, and she wants to talk about trash can placement. This is an emergency? Yes. Do we put it on the left side of the desk or the right side of the desk? Come on. Well, I am about to have a nervous breakdown (laughs) because I've got 100 things to do, and we want to talk about the trash trash can can placement (laughs) because she wants all the trash cans in the same place. I could care less. Laura. I will pile them up on the desk and throw the trash away at the end of the day. <laughs> I could care less right. about which side of the desk the daggone trash can goes on. Right. Then, at the end of the meeting, she calls me up. She wants to talk about lipstick. Because lipstick is part of professional appearance. And I don't wear any. <laughs> so, I go through the lipstick conversation. This is incredible. Then... I go back to my class, and I teach class throughout the day, and I, I'm leaving, and I'm, I'm driving home, and God and I are having the conversation on the way home, and, and I'm saying, God, what do you want me to do? You know, I, what do you want me to do? Today uh-huh. was a bad day, had a horrible meeting this morning. What do you want me to do? And this was the first time he audibly spoke to me. Wow. I mean, it was audible. It was loud. And wow. he said, you I hit you with a two-by-four. <laughs> yeah. Was it not enough? Wow. And it was just as loud and just as vocal as that. Wow. 
I said, yes, sir, it was. Yes, yes. And so I accepted the position at Marshall, not knowing how I was going to do it, not knowing how I was going to get my, my doctorate degree, how I was going to do, you know, because I knew I would have to take tons of math. Mm-hmm. You know, in your doctoral program, research is a huge mm-hmm. component. Oh, uh, yeah. Guys, I had no, I mean, Algebra 1 was as high as I went. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yes. Algebra 1. Then I had business math after that. Uh-huh. And I knew uh, I had to do writing. I had to put articles. I had to publish. Yes. And I knew it. Yes. Going into this. Yes. But he so had you just had even longer to dread it. <laughs> told me. Yes. I hit you with the two by four. Wow. What more do you want? Wow. So I went in and I did it. I resigned my position. I accepted the position at Marshall on the faith that he was going to take care of it for me. Wow. And that was a big, 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 big step. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked around and at some positions and places he wanted me to go and he sent me where if he wants you to do it he will equip you to do it yes i agree he will do it yes and open the doors whatever he tells you to do he will equip you open the doors send you there yes so he sent me to the ohio state in columbus oh wow now i was teaching at marshall Uh uh-huh taking classes in columbus had two children at home, and then I started teaching for Ohio State. Goodness. I'm teaching at Marshall, teaching at Ohio State, taking classes at Ohio State, and have two children at home. Are the classes probably weren't online at Heck this point? Heck no. Laura, how in the world did you do this? God, what, what do you want me to say? You cannot, that is not humanly possible except through the power of God. I agree with that. That's that's just, I would teach classes at Marshall in the morning because you can do your own schedule. So I would make my own schedule to start classes over there in the morning. I would drive up in the afternoon. I would do my afternoon office hours at Ohio State or my school visits or whatever I had to do. I would take night classes there. They would finish somewhere around 9 or 10. I would get back in the car and drive back home, which would put me in about 1 o'clock in the morning. I would get my kids up to go to school the next day, and then I would go back to Marshall for my class classes at Marshall. That would be my day. Good Lord. And I would do that sometimes three days a week. Wow. And I did that for about four years. Well, and Dave, let's give him a shout out. He oh, we had to. to have been very on spot at home. Had to be. Taking care. And my mom and my sister helped. It was. It had to be a family okay. thing. Yeah. They had to be helping me through that whole thing because you could not do that without a lot of support and a lot of help. True. But now, wow. God sent me up to Ohio State. Um, he got me, you know, I mean, I'm. yeah, just to say it was God, it had to be. Yes. I was not prepared to go to, to grad school. I did not have the finances to go to grad school. I did not have the background to go to grad school. None of that. It just all worked out. He wanted me to do it, and he did it. Wow. So I'm going to Ohio State, and I'm driving up there in my little car. And this was before cell phones. Uh huh. So I had a bag phone. You know uh-huh. what a bag phone is? Sam, do you, you know? You don't know what a bag phone is, Yeah, do you're you? too young. A bag phone was a phone that was... It was I, huge. It was about the size of... Your backpack. That. 
it fit in the trunk of my car. It was huge. Now, that was in case I had an accident or a problem on the road. Uh-huh. I could go back there and get it out and call for help uh-huh. because I was on the road at one o'clock in the morning uh-huh. by myself, uh-huh. driving back and forth to Columbus. I can remember one day, one night I was going up there and I didn't want to go. I did not want to do this. Mm. Did not want to do this at all. I was away from my family. Yeah. Out at night. Yeah. It was hard. Yes. I'm praying, day after God, day. just if if you don't want me to do this, <laughs> just any sign, God, just give me a sign. I'll take a parking ticket. If you'll give me a parking ticket, uh-huh. I'll take that as a sign, God. And let me tell you, that night I parked in a place that was questionable. <laughs> it was it was questionable. I did not get a parking ticket. Gosh. I never had a flat tire. I never got a parking ticket. I never got a speeding ticket. I never got anything <laughs> in the four years I was driving up and down from Columbus. Yes. And I prayed for them. Yes. It was his will. And he never gave me a thing. Wow. That would deter me from doing it. Wow. Not the first daggone parking ticket. Yeah. And I tried to get him. Yes. And he evidently strengthened you each day to do. I mean, that is he had a to. lot. He had to. That's a lot. He had to. Yes. Because there were lots and lots of times when I did not want to do that. I did not want to be away from my family. I did uh-huh. not want to make study. that trip. I did not want to study. Oh, I spent hours in the car listening to lectures over and over and over again away. Uh, but I knew it was his will. Uh-huh. If you're in his will, yeah. you've got to be in his will. Uh-huh. And if you're in his will, it will happen. Yeah. It will happen. Now, I am exceedingly happy that I did what he wanted me to do. Yeah, on this side of it. Oh, my gosh, because, you know, he put me at Marshall, which is where he wanted me to be. Uh And I influenced so many students, so many international students. Oh, my gosh, so many Saudi Arabia and Kuwait. And, I mean, I could just go through the names of students that throughout my 30 or 40 years there. Wow. that I was able to influence. And I know they went back to their countries. Mm-hmm. And I know that influence is carried over. I know mm-hmm. because I still stay in contact with them. So I know they're still there. And, you know, we had many conversations on religion and God and Sweet. social issues. And um, so I know that that influence has spread. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's why God put me there. And I know that's that was the whole purpose of all of that. Mm-hmm. And, um yeah, just being in his will, it's just amazing. Yes. Although, again, the practical side of it, because, I mean, I sought my master's degree and could do a lot online mm-hmm. from home. You know, went through that uh, about halfway through. My oldest was diagnosed with renal disease. So we started doing dialysis from home, trauma at that time, but I knew, too, it was God's will. But I could do a lot from home. I cannot imagine doing what you did, the hours. Then when do you study? I mean, granted, you studied listening to lectures, but you still had to write papers, and you couldn't write papers and drive. You know, this is this is almost unfathomable to think about what you went through to get your doctorate. I mean, I had a lot of respect for you prior to the recording of this radio show, but now it's just through the roof. How in the world that you were able to do that and succeed 
to the point that you succeeded and uh, do all that with a family? Just through the power of God. That's all I can tell you, just through the power of God. Did your, well, yes, your mother's still alive. So mm-hmm. she got to see you graduate with your doctorate. She did, and, and so did my dad. And they yeah. were so um, beyond proud. I bet. Beyond proud is I all I can say because they never, and, and all of my brothers and sisters have done well, not just me. All of them have. Mm-hmm. All of them have. But were you the first, you were the first initially to do college with your associate's degree, I'm the first. Right? I'm the first, and I've gone the furthest in my educational endeavors. Okay. All of them have done well. Don't get me wrong. They've right. all done well. Wow. That's just amazing. Right. And you would have not done that had it not been for the favor that God gave you, but also hearing from Him to direct you to do it. That was what helped give you the courage to step out and do what hadn't been done and pioneered in your family or your life before. You pioneered a path not only for yourself, but for all of these other people that you were able to influence along the way. Oh, absolutely. My brother came, one of my younger brothers after me came after me with his master's degree and, um, you know, was very much influenced by my my moving along in my degree. That's good. Yeah, he was very much. And God has been uh, speaking to me throughout my career um, and directing me in a lot of the things that I do and have done um, very forcefully because I'm very stubborn. Yes. So he has to be very forceful. I say yes, not to say yes, you are stubborn, but oh, I am. We're talking. You're talking to another stubborn person, <laughs> and I too have asked many, many times. Please, you've got to. You have to give me a blinking sign or hit me over the head. <laughs> right. You know, same conversations. So I know I had. Uh, started my career prior to salvation or my education prior to my salvation um, to be a physical therapy assistant and had taken the classes. Well, then Justin had gotten sick. So I was working at the hospital in the physical therapy department when he got sick and had probably four weeks left in Uh, my associate's degree and he was in the hospital for six weeks I ended up dropping out and I was so um, burnt out with school and burdened by what he was going through I didn't have a desire to go back at that time so uh, fast forward um, well I was saved at that time but when I started two years prior to that I wasn't uh, I was able to just continue the journey at church and do some ministering, you know, counseling via our church, uh, ministering to people, but on a counseling type of level. And uh, things opened up for me. I never had a desire to go back to school. And I was counseling, I'm using my air quotes, a lady who had been had just gone through a divorce and she wanted to go to school and she wanted to be a physical therapist and in telling her about the process 
those juices got to flowing in me again and I thought oh, I think I'd like to go back to school so that door opened and I was going to go back to school uh, to do social work and every everything I tried to do to work and go to school the door was closed I could not get it to work for my family and my schedule and a lady that I've had on the show several times said is a very good friend and I work with her at the counseling office that I'm in today Uh, she had been a therapist for a long time she said on the way out of church one Sunday night no you can't do social work Uh, we need you as a licensed professional counselor that field needs more good therapists. There's not enough of us to go around. You've got to do that. I'm like, I don't know. Praying the whole time uh, for God to lead me. And one day it was just like, okay, let me just see what class, what's available. Um And I, too, I hadn't had formal, I hadn't had research and statistics. I hadn't had the formal math classes. And I did a physics class trying to get through uh, for when I was trying to do the physical therapy program. And I felt you had to have a certain grade uh, GPA to get into the actual physical therapy school. And I failed physics. I had to take it again. I got a D, and I had to have at least a C. I had to take it again when my niece had graduated high school and started college, and um, she got me through the physics class. Uh, Research and statistics, someone else had tutored me heavily through that class, you know. So, But research and statistics was for my licensed uh, professional degree my master's degree and again looking at how I could get the schedule to work with my schedule and work as well as do what I needed to do with our family classes for a licensed professional counselor just worked Mm -hmm. it just clicked so the next thing you know that's the and I've always had a heart to help people but my original intent was to help people physically and that changed of course to where I could help them <clears throat> emotionally and uh, mentally but it was all him mm-hmm. he made the way and like I say Justin had gone through um, renal disease as I'm getting my master's degree and I look back uh, on that and I wonder a lot of times how in the world because when you go through trauma and your child having renal disease and having to have dialysis is definitely trauma when you go through trauma it shifts your brain to where you can't think these kids who grow up in traumatic homes and try to get an education it changes the chemistry of your brain and your blood vessels are constricted you can't think clearly When I just think back about all of it, I just have to give him praise for helping me to get through it all. Uh, And I love, I feel like I'm not ever going to work because I love what I do. I've never dreaded a Monday. 
You know, and I know a lot of people who dread Mondays because of going mm-hmm. to work. I've never had to do that, and I'm so grateful for that. I am amazed by what you've gone through, and I do agree. We couldn't do what we do, especially that. My goodness. I'm overwhelmed with that. Just thinking about it, you actually walked it out. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Kudos to you, and and thank God that he equipped you and caused you to go through that so that you could show other women and men this can be done. All things can be done through Jesus. They can. They can. Absolutely. And again, Dave, thank you and your family, your your mother. Thank you to all of them who Mm -hmm. supported you through that. That's amazing. So whoever's listening today, if you're wondering about an education and a – career mm-hmm. and and it seems too overwhelming we're both here to tell you it's not it's not um, you can do it pray and ask god to lead you and guide you and watch the doors open absolutely so, i hope you've enjoyed this um <clears throat> session of conversations with carolyn and we will see you the next time thank you We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.